Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of Pseudomonas aeruginosa from the microbiology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 55-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with fatigue and abdominal pain. Her symptoms are associated with dysuria, hematuria, and increased urinary frequency. Physical examination is remarkable for bilateral flank pain, suprapubic tenderness, and costovertebral angle tenderness. Urine studies are obtained and she is started on empiric antibiotics. Urine cultures grow Pseudomonas aeruginosa. This is a case of pyelonephritis secondary to Pseudomonas infection. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. Pseudomonas aeruginosa is an aerobic, non-lactose-fermenting, oxidase-positive, gram-negative bacillus. In terms of the pathogenesis, it involves phospholipase C, endotoxin, exotoxin A, along with pyoverdine and pyocyanin pigment. Phospholipase C is produced to degrade cell membranes. Endotoxin leads to fever, hypotension, and disseminated intravascular coagulation. Exotoxin A inactivates elongation factor 2, or EF2, which stops protein synthesis via ADP ribosylation. And pyoverdine and pyocyanin pigment leads to a blue-green pigment. Let's now discuss associated conditions of Pseudomonas aeruginosa. It is associated with pneumonia, sepsis, ecthyma gangrenosum, urinary tract infections, diabetes, osteomyelitis, nosocomial infections, skin infections, and cystic fibrosis. Note that ecthyma gangrenosum is seen in severely ill and immunocompromised patients. Osteomyelitis can be seen in patients with puncture wounds. Nosocomial infections include catheter-associated and ventilator-associated infections. Skin infections include hot tub folliculitis and wound infections in burn victims. And in cystic fibrosis, the mucoid polysaccharide capsule may play a role in chronic pneumonia seen in cystic fibrosis patients. Pseudomonas aeruginosa is the most common microbe isolated in adults with cystic fibrosis. Let's now talk about the treatment of Pseudomonas aeruginosa. Prompt antibiotic administration is associated with improved mortality. In addition to antibiotic treatment, source control is important, for example, abscess drainage and removal of the catheter. Treatment options include carbapenems, aminoglycosides, monobactams, polymyxins, fluoroquinolones, third and fourth generation cephalosporins, and piperacillin. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a 37-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician after returning from her honeymoon in Cancun. A few days ago, she began to notice an eruption of small red bumps that cover her torso, back, and buttocks. The patient first thought she had acne, but became worried when the rash continued to itch. The patient denies other symptoms. Vital signs are within normal limits. Physical exam is notable for red papules and pustules scattered across the trunk, abdomen, back, 
and buttocks while sparing the limbs. Closer examination indicates inflammation of the hair follicles. Culture yields motile gram-negative rods that are non-lactose fermenting and oxidase positive. What other finding is commonly observed in the culture of the most likely organism? 1. Pink colonies 2. Blue-green pigment 3. Alpha hemolysis 4. Yellow sulfur granules or 5. Red pigment And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2 blue-green pigment. This patient most likely has hot tub folliculitis, a common skin infection caused by Pseudomonas aeruginosa. This bacterium characteristically produces pyocyanin, a blue-green pigment, in culture. This patient's eruption of itchy red papules and pustules associated with follicular inflammation suggests a diagnosis of folliculitis, an infection of the hair follicle. Several pathogens can cause folliculitis, in particular bacteria, most commonly Staph aureus, yeast, and fungi. Hot tub folliculitis is a common type of folliculitis in people who have recently returned from vacation. The rash is typically confined to areas covered by the bathing suit, as is seen in this patient. Hot tub folliculitis is caused by Pseudomonas aeruginosa, an aerobic motile gram-negative rod that is non-lactose fermenting, beta-hemolytic, and oxidase positive. Note that it is the only major bacterium with this set of characteristics. Pseudomonas classically produces a blue-green pigment called pyocyanin in culture. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1 is incorrect because, when grown on McConkie agar, lactose-fermenting enteric bacterium such as E. coli, Klebsiella, and Enterobacter produce acids that turn the colonies pink. These organisms cause a range of infections but are not associated with hot tub folliculitis. Answer choice 3 is incorrect because Pseudomonas aeruginosa will produce beta-hemolysis, not alpha-hemolysis, when grown on blood agar. Answer choice 4 is incorrect because Actinomyces israelii produces yellow, quote, sulfur granules in culture. The granules consist of filaments of bacteria. Actinomyces is a common cause of oral and facial abscesses, but not of hot tub folliculitis. And finally, answer choice 5 is incorrect because certain strains of Serratia marcescens produce a red pigment in culture. This bacterium typically causes nosocomial UTIs that are resistant to treatment. In summary, patients with hot tub folliculitis present with itchy red papules or pustules in the distribution of their bathing suits. History is a key part of the diagnosis. The responsible pathogen is Pseudomonas aeruginosa, a motile gram-negative rod that produces a blue-green pigment pyocyanin in culture. Next question. A 55-year-old female is hospitalized following a burn on 60% of her body. She is being treated in the ICU, and her condition remains poor. On rounds one morning, her vital signs are as follows. The temperature is 38.5 degrees Celsius. The heart rate is 100. The blood pressure is 115 over 75 millimeters of mercury. The respiratory rate is 25. 
In addition, physical exam demonstrates necrotic skin lesions known as ecthyma gangrenosum. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? 1. Stevens-Johnson syndrome. 2. Gram-negative bacterial infection. 3. Gram-positive bacterial infection. 4. Adrenal insufficiency. Or 5. Viral infection. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, gram-negative bacterial infection. This patient has ecthyma gangrenosum, which is most often caused by Pseudomonas aeruginosa, particularly in a patient with a history of burns. Remember, Pseudomonas aeruginosa is a gram-negative aerobic bacilli. Pseudomonas can often be a nosocomial infection and is often transmitted via contaminated water. Pseudomonas is notable for its green and blue pigmentation and for its characteristic grape-like odor. It can cause a number of disease processes, including sepsis and ecthyma gangrenosum, or EG, as seen in this patient. The necrotic skin lesions in EG result from perivascular invasion and release of exotoxins. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Schenenberger et al. discuss EG. EG initially appears as small, red, non-painful macules. However, it quickly progresses to one or more papules with a raised, punched-out appearance and a hemorrhagic crust. EG is not pathognomonic for pseudomonal infection, but when seen, it raises suspicion for pseudomonas infection. EG typically occurs in patients who are immunosuppressed or otherwise extremely ill. Biopsy with gram stain from deep tissue can be used in diagnosis. In the second citation, Weimann et al. reviewed the literature for all published cases of EG since 1975. The authors found that the necrotic lesions of EG can have a variety of microbial causes with 74% due to pseudomonas infection. The remaining cases were due to the other bacterial or fungal causes. They found that EG can occur in both immunocompetent and healthy persons. Of all the cases identified as being due to pseudomonas, about 60% occurred in patients who were septic. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, is a hypersensitivity reaction in which the dermis separates from the epidermis. Answer choices 3 and 5 are incorrect because EG can rarely be caused by other types of bacteria and sometimes by fungal organisms, but it is not known to be caused by viruses. And finally, answer choice 4, adrenal insufficiency, can occur in ICU patients, but this characteristically presents with hypotension and does not have EG-appearing skin lesions. And that's all for this review about Pseudomonas aeruginosa. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. 
Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.